Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a Friday show. Hopefully your day is starting out pretty darn good. Hard to believe another week's down. Holy cow. Uh-oh, now I have an echo coming in. Anyways, hopefully you're doing good. I got my coffee. Hopefully you have yours. If it's uh, the appropriate time in the world for you. We were trying some new things out this morning and they didn't work out. <laughs> sometimes uh, sometimes things just uh, take a little while to get configured. No echo here. Awesome. Thank you for that. What a week. What a week. Flown by yet once again. Whole week. Have some... Uh, interesting topics to hit today if I can figure out where I put them. So hopefully we'll be able to, to jump into that in a moment. You guys want to participate in the show, you can do that by dialing 1-424-373-5483 or 1-424-37 or DSD Live. If you're outside of the United States and you want to connect, you can do that through www.callinstudio.com slash show slash DSD Live. That'll give you a web interface that you can use your computer or your mobile device to connect into to participate in today's show. Man, got a few people here already, so hopefully you guys are all chipper and ready to start your day. It's been a, you know, a, a lot of things have been going on. A lot of people struggle with stuff. Well, maybe we'll talk about triggers today. We'll talk about how different things that are, are, are close to your experience brings back all the memories that you used to have. I've been looking at a lot of comments lately and uh, on some of the latest videos or some of the latest snippets, snippets of videos. Hopefully you guys like that I'm doing that. And, uh, it's it's interesting because I mean I fall into that category as well. I mean I not not so much now, but I remember I remember back in the day, back in the height of all of this, I would run into somebody and we'd have a conversation, and if behaviors or actions or stories were similar similar similar, wow, that seems like I'm having a hard time saying that today. Then um, it's like I would have this visceral reaction. It's like whatever was was the trigger point on that. I hate using the word trigger. I mean that's not a not a fun time. But it's real. And I mean I when I would talk to somebody and if they were telling me their story and it seems seem close, I'll use close because that's easier to say than similar. Similar. God. I should have had a full cup of coffee before I started this. And, uh, it it would like take me back. And I mean, I've even noticed that when I would talk to people who had been through this or who had a toxic divorce or had major custody issues, it's like it brought them back. It could have been 20 years in the past and it was like it was happening right then and there. Now, the thing with that, one of those things, you know, one part of it is it's good to see it for red flags, right? I mean, and and I often say, 
Believe your gut. If your gut's telling you something's wrong, listen to it. And I still believe that. If you have a different opinion than me, if a different if a if a situation affects you in a different way, I would still say listen to your gut. If something doesn't make you feel right, you know, address that issue. You know, maybe go back later and say, "Huh, why?" And you know, try to grow from it. But at the same time, it's important for us to to learn to trust our instincts on what something is. Now, I know that may sound like a contradiction, but but realistically, and I know I've, I haven't said this in a while, but even if you if you're getting that feeling from me, if if for some reason, and, and I'm not saying someone is this right now, but I'm just saying this is my thought process. If I say something and it bothers you and it's affecting your healing and it's affecting your growth, then find somebody else, you know? And I don't mean that in like, well, if I'm not doing it for you, then, then, you know, forget you go somewhere else. No, no, I've said this multiple times. This, this whole thing is really about you person listening to this right now, finding a path through the darkness, getting their life back, growing and healing from this and everyone's path is different. That's why when I talk about like the hypnosis stuff, if, if that's something that could work for you, great. If it's something that, that, that you're like, no, or, or let's say you try it and you're like, well, this doesn't, this doesn't do it for me. Well, that, that part's not great if you've invested some time and money into it, but at least you tried and then find something else that works better for you. It's a tough, uh, tough situation. And the thing is, the other thing about triggers that uh, I, I look at those as indicators of, of your healing, right? If you, if you find yourself, like even if I found, if I found myself in a situation where, where something happens and I get really frustrated and angry, I need to take a step back and look at, at what's going on. Maybe what, it, what is that tied to? You know, if this is the issue, it's like, where does it go back and where does it start? Where can I address that issue right there? That's, that's like a string from the past. Maybe this is my six-year-old self where something happened. And it, for the people listening, I'm, I'm pointing at my hand and I'm then drawing a string across the, the screen to, to demonstrate that. But what you'll notice as you, as you work on that, things that used to trigger you don't anymore. And this is really important when you're doing like no contact or even hybrid no contact. And if you haven't had any interaction with the person in a long time and you're thinking, man, I'm doing pretty good. Things are going pretty great. You know, I'm feeling good. I'm not having that stress and anxiety that we were talking about earlier in this week, earlier this week. And, and you're like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm out from underneath the spell. Things have that person doesn't have the control, the influence on me anymore. And then you bump into them or they send you an email and your whole world crashes back down like nothing changed. That's an indicator that you have some more work to do. And, but that's okay. This stuff is difficult to do. 
It's not easy. It doesn't happen overnight. And that's all right. When I say it's all right, I mean, I say it's normal. (laughs) It's not all right. The effect that these people have on us is wrong. (laughs) They shouldn't have it. We should be able to, to break free from them, regain our joy and our peace, and escape the chaos. Anyways, that is my, that's my rant for the morning. That was a quick one. If you guys want to participate in the show, one four two four three seven three five four eight three. If anyone has anything they want to talk about on their journey of uh, healing those traumas, dealing with those triggers, getting to the point that when you see the, uh, the gray Dodge Grand Caravan that used to be your family mobile, driving around, or maybe a truck or something, and having that panic attack. Maybe that's no more. I hope it's no more. That's one of those things that used to bother me. God, that that was like an issue for a few years. And then it felt like I saw that car or van. Somewhat, not so much when, she, I think whenever she finally replaced that and bought a different vehicle, it wasn't so bad. It uh, didn't bother me as much, but you know, it's all those things. It's like that, that reminder, that thing that just clicks everything back in. I'm snapping my fingers for the people listening on the podcast. All right, let me check some of the comments and see what is going on. We got a few people here this morning. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me today. Oh, Bear says I had an absolutely unproductive week. I just couldn't deal with the reality of my situation. So I gave myself some grace and did just very little except watch TV. Sometimes you have to do that and that's okay. Sometimes, I mean, if it rolls into weeks and months and, and you're not making any progress, then, uh, yeah, you know, you might have to rethink that, but sometimes we just need to decompress and that's all right. Oh, some, okay. The cat's out of the bag. I can see. <laughs> oh, no. Ah, whoops. I just hit that twice. Cause I hit it at the wrong time. I see, I see people might've found out something. I appreciate all the well wishes. Uh, all right, I'll say it. It's my birthday today. I'm the big, f- I'm actually 50 today. I hope that doesn't run off the younger audience. Oh my God, this boomer is trying to teach me something. I, I think technically I'm not a boomer, but sometimes I feel like it. Oh, I hear Debbie says, and birthday emojis have no carbs. That's awesome. Oh, cool. We got a couple callers. So I'll grab that as soon as the auto screener is complete. So, yeah. So thank you guys for that. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the, uh, the, the support. Jennifer, let's see when that pops up. Where is that at? I guess it hasn't popped up in my other thing. It says, uh, says uh, 50, 50s are still young. Exactly. There it is. I'm going to post that up there. Oh, I missed it. Oh, well. <laughs> Alone parent hire says it soon will be area 51. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that. All right. So I am, uh, oh, crud. One of the calls dropped. Oh, by the way, if you try to call in uh, and it doesn't auto screen, um, just to try to keep the trolls out, you have to say something on that so I know what the call is about. So I'll go to the next caller on area code 646. It says, uh, it's Frank. Just received some papers from my ex yesterday. You know, oh, but move down. 
We're back in court after 18 months. Lies on top of lies on top of lies. My lawyer doesn't really know what to deal with it. It's very frustrating. Hopefully we can talk soon. So let me pull you in, Frank. Hey, welcome to the show. Or maybe, did I do something wrong? Let's see here. Oh, no. Dwayne? There you go. All right. Can I was thinking, yes, I can. I was like, oh, no, I, I messed something How's it up. Going? It's going all right. How's it going with you? Wait, has there been an update? Um, yeah, just working with my attorney, you know, as we analyze what they wrote, it's just, it's just amazing not only how many lies she has, but, and this has happened before, her ability to convince other people to lie for her. That's, yeah. that's the really, that's, and that makes it especially hard in court because you're already dealing with a lot, a good liar. And then they, they very, this, this happens consistently. She's able to line up people to support her cause. And it's just, it's in the beginning, I thought, you know, a few years ago, I thought they'd see through it. And that's in a way why I'm more stressed now. But because when I first dealt with it, I was like, nah, they're not, this stuff yeah. isn't going to fly. You know, this, we're not, we don't live in a banana Republic. The, the courts can't just, listen to all this and be no but then you realize that the courts are so flawed and on top of it they're able to like recruit all these people like i had a nanny lie about me years ago and had these stories that i walked with my kids on the on the bronx river parkway in new york actually that i was actually walking on the parkway with them (laughs) you know um and this time the the parenting coordinator said I completely ignored our meetings and I only met with her once after this thing happened. Um, and I looked at my records. I met with her 10 times and I don't know the, you know, so I don't know if she's willing to lie or part of it's just, she's forgetful because she's a bit older, but it's just the point, all the mistakes she makes tend to favor my ex. And it's just amazing how they're able to recruit people. You know, you're, you, you know, and, and that's and that's part of the whole that's also part of the whole mental game where you're questioning yourself because it's very hard to have all this evidence that this other person seems yeah. decent when you know you know you're so you're you're constantly fighting against this reality and it and you talk about this a lot and it's and it's very helpful to hear you talk about how you process it and and even though I'm like I, I have a pretty good IQ and I you know I I wasn't like emotionally disconnected before I'm much more emotionally connected now because we talked about this last time the the growth mindset but you just see these people you know and it's like how how do all these people get duped and I was talking to somebody last night actually about this I was on a a counselor line and there was a guy who was alienated from his father as a kid Mm -hmm. and now he's in his 30s and I'm 51 happy birthday by the way so we're about the same age yeah and, and this kid, and this guy, he's like 33, he's talking about how angry he is at his mom. And he goes, you think she was a narcissist as we talked about it? Started to realize it. It's like, this guy's 33, he's been angry at his mom for over 10 years, but he still hasn't figured it all out. It's just, it's like these people are from another planet. And that was the analogy. It's like they're aliens and they're, it's like they're not dealing with gravity. And for them, it's not gravity. They're not dealing with morality. They have no conscience. And in a way... You can just say they're horrible people, and they are. But in a way, they're also—it's also like a superpower because they're not—they don't have a limitation that we have, and they're able to calculate in their mind things that we just wouldn't think about. And it's 
and they're very dangerous. Like they, yeah. that's why there's so many of these channels dedicated to narcissism. And I got to the point where I was like, I can't listen to this crap anymore. It's not healthy, but I can't get past it. Like it's just so hard because I love my kids and I can't forget about them. And and it's just you know, I've seen this one woman Romney who who talks about narcissism. And she talks about how it's dangerous. They need to educate people in the schools because these people are so oh, dangerous. Yeah. And, you know, it's so I'm just dealing with it. You know, preparing for court. I mean, the main point I was going to make is just it's just shocking when you see how many people they convert. Like the forensic, I had two rounds of forensics with the same person who wrote glowing reports about my ex and said negative things about me, like based on nothing, just regurgitating the narcissist's own lies. It's like. You know, sometimes I think a lot of the mental health professionals are narcissists too, or or at least just completely inept at being able to read people. It's just shocking. The whole thing is just, it's just all these people that are devastated that watch you are just, I feel bad for all of them. It's just, and the children, the children, they're tortured. So I, you know, I'm sorry, I'm just venting a bit, but. No, man, I mean, uh, and and you're. I just kind of ranted there. You're expressing the frustration that, that uh, everyone goes through i mean everything you're talking about is the same i mean i know it's different different levels i mean from what you were talking about the other day on how your ex is connected to um you know and has connections and power effectively but the reality is is that when you're sitting there and and you start this process thinking okay you know what the lies will be seen the truth will come out i'll be vindicated people will realize what's really going on here and very quickly you realize that ain't the way it's going to work out. And you see these, I mean, the term for it is flying monkeys that rally again around, yeah. not against, around the X against you based on nothing, nothing other than a false narrative. And then you're, you're left, I'm sure you probably had the comment where you're sitting there going, okay, all these people believe the same thing. They believe what she's saying. Am I the crazy one? I mean, and I actually had... Uh, I actually asked a couple of friends of mine. Even a couple my of th- lawyer doesn't get it. Most oh, yeah. lawyers don't even get it. My lawyer, I was like, he's like, well, I think she just thinks you're you're uh, a, def- a defective person, and she's just trying to get rid of you because you're genetically flawed. I was like, my lawyer's a little. He's really really smart with the law, but like emotionally, he's a little off. And part of the deal is I I pay him very little, but he's he's really smart and in court. He presents really well, but he's um. He's a little off. But yesterday, he just started, when I started reviewing their last submission to the court with him, like line by line and all the lies, you know, at first he's like, we can't respond to the lies. He's like, no, we got to respond to that one. No, we got to respond. So he's confused. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he doesn't know how to deal with it. And he's like, you know, that he's already anticipating. He's like, the judge is going to screw us and we're going to have to appeal. But the judge sits on the appellate court so as well. So he's like, you know, but he's angry. He's just because he's dealt with this too. And that's, He's not even a divorce attorney. He's a regular attorney, corporate attorney. You know, usually the best and the brightest attorneys don't go into divorce law. Right. You know, they go into either, you know, um, you know, uh, Supreme Court law or corporate law. Usually the people who are just want to make money didn't go to the best schools. And then they work the system and they get that experience with the judges and they work their way up and they make the money, not because they're good with the law, but because they know how to work the system. They're yeah. more political. They're more nuanced. That's how the, the, the good lawyers that get paid a lot, they have the emotional intelligence, but they really have no morals either because they're usually defending and helping people that are just horrible and they're just getting paid up the wazoo for it. 
And, um, you know, so a lot of lawyers not like that, but it's, it's, you know, and I actually just, the, you know, I fired the other lawyer. I had another lawyer I was going to hire who had a lot of great reputation at one of these killer firms, but she started manipulating me. She's like, you know, I want a $7,000 retainer. No. And then two days later, she's like, I want a $10,000 retainer. And, you know, and just, you're dealing with so many bad characters between the people in the yeah. courts and the, 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 the mental health professionals that work for the courts and the lawyers and even the, even the, even the attorney for the children or the attorney ad litem, they're biased too. Like the whole thing is just maddening. It's maddening. Yeah. And then when you start, if you start to say something like that, then people think that, well, you're paranoid and you know, you're not seeing the true picture. I mean, I remember it just that what you just oh, my said. Friends don't talk. Yeah. I have old, old friends. They don't want to hear from me anymore. They can't. It's like, it's like, yeah, you ever known anyone with cancer? I mean, it's sad as hell. But, you know, after a while, you, you just, you can't think about it. It's too depressing. So I get it. And after a while, I realize I can't talk to people about this. Right. I have to keep it to myself. So I call these helplines, you know, and you can hear me. I can just go on and on about it. Well, and that's, but yeah. I have a good job. I do have friendships. I have to deal with it somehow. It's hard. No. And that's what these channels and stuff are. And I mean, and the other helplines you're using are, are really important because you're absolutely right. You can't keep going to your friend group, I mean, you should be able to, but you unfortunately can't because most people don't understand it. Most people don't get it. And after a while, it's just like, oh my God, I just can't handle being around, you know, Frank anymore. I can't handle being around Dwayne anymore. I mean, and I mean, and like you said, it is understandable. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a big ass to, to, to it is. need someone for a really long period of time because this stuff lasts a long time. Even after the divorce is final, it still, it still lingers. I mean, I had a couple of friends. I finally rolled mine it down. Mine started after the divorce was final. Yeah. Mine started after the divorce was final. We went through a mediator, which she totally manipulated. She was acting really nice. Mm -hmm. And I knew, already had sense she was a narcissist, but I hadn't discovered your channel. This is back in 2016. You were just getting started. I hadn't, you know, really read, read, I read some of it. And I even confronted her. I go, you're a narcissist. And she's like, no, you're a narcissist. And I was like, am I? You know, I was confused. It took me a couple of years to really figure out who she was and what she was doing, what even she had done over the course of the marriage. Right. And, you know, as I was going through that, I was, I was just so confused. I was telling all my friends and they were like, you know, they were just getting tired of, it. I had new friends and, and the new friends it was worse with because they didn't know me from before. Right. My old friends are like, just waiting for me to get over this. My new friends are like, they think I'm a mental case because this is all they know of me. And yeah. they're distancing themselves from me more. Some of them are really nice and they see I'm a good guy, but some of them are just like not so nice to me. And, and I, and I like, I kind of get it too. Like they don't know who I was before. And, you know, it's just hard to imagine that something like this would actually change you. Oh yeah. And you know, I literally, like you were talking about anxiety and panic attacks. It was it yesterday or the day before. Yeah. I listened to that like three times cause I connected with it. Cause I'm, it's all coming back to me now that they, I had anxiety attacks for two years and now I'm waking up with, I wake up, I, I wake up in the morning with panic attacks and that's why your show is great. Cause um, I should be working right now, but I've been working late. So my hours are all off. Well, the COVID doesn't help. Right. Yeah. I mean, no, you add doesn't. that with, I'm going to court. I haven't seen my kids and I have COVID that we're dealing with COVID man. It's, you know, you can just hear it in me. I'm like, I'm, you know, oh, I'm yeah. obviously super anxious this morning. Oh, absolutely. Sorry, I'm going on. I'll let you speak, Dwayne. Well, and, and, and you have every reason to be anxious. I mean, you're, you're back in court. You're back. I mean, in this, I, 
I've seen this a lot with people where, you know, I've, I've known them for a while through mainly through this channel and they'll have these peak and valleys. And when things calm down, they're doing good. They're feeling great. And then, and then this COVID thing has just obliterated that, that piece. Right. And then you have exes that are using it as a weapon. It's like, well, you can't see your kid anymore because of social distancing. And, and, and it's just, it's, it's, a control mechanism. I mean, it's, it's really, it's just incredibly frustrating. You know, I mean, the thing is, I mean, and it does, well, let me back up. It doesn't help whenever like your attorney and other people who you really are counting on to understand you don't and don't really believe you or think you're blowing it out of proportion. Right. I mean, I, I know I had a, a oftentimes where, well, Hal, even the kid's therapist, I mean, I could tell she just thought, Oh, you're just a disgruntled jilted ex. And you just can't get over. And I'm like, that's not, you know, it took like yeah. two years. Oh yeah. Both of my kids have therapists too. Yeah. yeah both it took... of my kids have therapists. My son right. doesn't want to sleep over. Right. And so they're like, well, we don't know why he doesn't want to sleep over, but you can't force them. I'm like, I never said I was going to force them, but we shouldn't just be giving him the option. Some, his right. mom's playing some kind of game here. And I know he is. And I was telling you about this the other day where he, called his mom a liar right in front of me and right in front of the CFS right. I had supervised visitation for a few months and he said it right in front of them and it was like and she was like well I tell you you can always go to you and you got the voice down you know <laughs> I tell yeah. you you can always go to daddy whenever you want he's like oh, no yeah. you don't you're a liar you know and she's like I didn't lie and this is all happening I haven't recorded but the, the judge won't give us any trial dates so I can't reveal my attorney's frustrated he's a very good attorney but the judge is so in bed with her attorney because, you know, like, here's one thing. I learned that the, ju the, the judge in the same court district that I was in that left the bench most recently, guess where she went to go work when she retired? She went to go work for the same law firm that my ex's attorney worked at, a very big, powerful law firm. What does that tell you? Yeah. And you, you don't think that woman, that woman judge made a lot of money when she left the bench to go work for this law firm? So you don't think that they don't know that there's a, like a golden parachute waiting for them when they leave the bench at right. these firms. So you don't think they're not going to, and it's, it's documented well in that movie, Divorce Corp. Mm -hmm. I saw it before I saw that movie. I saw it through my own personal experience. I heard the story because I was reading about judges. I was Googling judges and, and attorney um, and law firms. And I saw how they were, this was existed. Then when I saw it on Divorce Corp, I'm like, yep, there it is. And then there's no penalty for lying. You know, that's another thing. Like, I can't address oh, no. all her lies. There's, there's no, there's no, she's incented to lie. Her document's like 55 oh, pages absolutely. and 30 pages of appendices of lies. Yeah. I mean, the only thing you could hope for is to <sighs> expose sorry. the lies. Yeah, one topic to another. It's just. Yeah. Well, it, but, but all of it rolls in together. Go ahead, Dwayne. And Please, it just, go ahead. and it reads in, I mean, it, it, it leads back into even. You know, well, actually what we started talking about were triggers. I mean, because you look at this and all this stuff happens and it just reopens all the, all the wounds associated with this. It's crazy making behavior. You know, it's driving you crazy because it's, it, it just doesn't make sense. And what I just wanted to say about the lies thing, unfortunately, you're right with what you said in family court. No, but I, I have not heard of anybody being held accountable for lying to the court. I mean, like the way you would expect it, right? Oh, yeah. And they're trying to pass legislation, right? They're trying to pass shared parenting legislation. Well, the National Parents Organization internally gets into fights. Should we be fighting 
the fact that there's no penalty for lying or should we be fighting the fact that the shared parenting laws? So the lying thing is so bad. Some people want to prioritize well, that in their states. No, and I think actually, they, they, I'm at the point where I'm trying to get political because New York. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say my opinion on it is, is that the shared parenting thing needs to happen first because see that, that stops a lot of things because here, here's the deal, right? I mean, like in yeah. my situation, if we would have went to court the first time and they would have said, okay, no past history for, for this person, you know, there's nothing in, in the record that shows that one person is really a bad, that there's a problem there. 50-50 immediately, custody set at that, child support set at that, all the numbers set at that. And then it's like, all right, if you want to f- go to war and battle it, now you have, you know, now you can. And instead of like in my situation and probably your situation, maybe not, but, but in my situation, I was funding everything. So I, I was li- had limited access to my kids. 65% of my take-home income was transferred to her. I was stuck with the remaining of the bills. I mean, I was uh, financially ruined. I was also on top of that order to pay no, I don't know how her, you did it. her like, attorney fees. Oh, I was, I was the going crazy. part of it is so – I wake up every morning. Yeah, the finance – you talk about this a lot, and, the fi- and it's important because, you know, I'm just trying – like I, I fired that attorney – and I'm getting my $10,000 back. They say they're mailing it to me. Like, I'm constantly monitoring. Like, I just paid down a lot of debt. You know, the silver mm-hmm. lining, like I always look for, we talked about this the other day. Right. One of the silver linings in not seeing my kids is I've saved a lot of money. And I'm also don't, the parenting coordinator, we have to see her every week. She charges $500 an hour. So I'm shelling out like 1000 bucks a month for that. Mm-hmm. You know, thank God my ex made a lot of money. But during the year that she was declaring her income, she artificially, you know, Lowered kept it. her income lower. Oh yeah, she, you know, so she still made like twice as much as me, but usually she makes like five. She she was making over a million, two million dollars a year for a few years. So that's how she had all. But her family also has a lot of money. Yeah, it makes it and, tough um, when they have no, when they have so deep it, pockets to pay I'm these things. To it's tough. With that. Yeah. No, it's it's a it's a messed up system. Yeah, but the finances. I mean, you add it all up, man. It's just. Well, but you know, let, I, let me just, I, let me finish my thought you know, for a moment. Your situation isn't, isn't that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's Sorry, true man. in some ways. Now I was going to say, but let me finish my thought on that is that if, if the shared parenting thing started out with 50, like, like, I mean, if it's already that way, then the person has to battle to take time away from you as opposed to us battling Absolutely. to try to get time. And I mean, it changes the complete dynamic. I would, and even, you know? even the mediation, right? I, I was battling it against it in mediation because it was all on the expectation of what I would have to deal with in court. So I compromised in mediation. Right. You know, I said, no, I'll take this. And she's like, you need a nanny watching. I was like, I don't need a nanny watching me. She's like, you do. How are you going to take care of the kids? And you know, we're in New York, right? So yeah. everyone has a nanny, all these people with money. Right. And I'm like, I don't need a nanny. I can't afford it. She's like, well, I'll pay for it. And I'm like, you know, and then the mediator's like, oh, well, you should take that. And I'm like, well, I don't need it. And she's manipulative. All right, well, what, I can do it. But we're going to put a clause that says she can't use the nanny against me. She used the nanny against me. She manip- She paid for these nannies, so she manipulated him. She convinced one of them to lie about me. And yeah. I don't think the woman was evil, but I think my ex worked on her so much every day well, that she eventually saw me through a negative light. And I probably helped her because I was nervous when I was with the exactly. kids. Exactly. Because I knew that my ex was probably working on see, her. See, and that's, that, right there, that right there is, is yeah. how people are recruited, right? And I'm glad you said – well, I'm not glad you're going through it, but this illustrates a point – that I, I really want to make. And that is they, they know you, right? Our exes, they spend a lifetime watching people. They spend, yeah. they spend the time watching us. They know, they know how we react. They know how to push buttons. 
So all they have to do, the same thing they do with the kids, they do with someone else. You know, oh, Frank is, you know, oh, it's, you know, Frank's yeah. a great guy, but, and you plant that seed. You do the yeah, but. You don't say it in a negative way. You even say something positive and you plant the seed. So now the person is hyper-focused looking for you to make that mistake. And then you make the mistake and the person in oh, the back of their mind. And they charm. Yeah. This, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, this man, he became her best friend. Of course. In the last few months, I overheard them. They're like, oh, yeah, I want you to meet my, this, this girl was like 21 years old. She's like, my parents are coming in. And I heard them hanging out, talking to each other. She goes, yeah. I want you to meet my parents. Or come. And they were like best friends. I was like, and my ex is like in her 40s. Like, this is so weird. Why are they best? Because my ex had a motive. She's yeah. the, the manipulation. I mean, most narcissists are manipulative. But my ex right. is off the charts. And a lot of people don't even see it, but the people no, because they they do it with a smile. They do it. They do it with a with a glint in their eye. And you know how could how could this person be so bad? Look at them; they're so awesome. And you know it's it's and that's crazy. Making even know who these people really like. I would think no, it's crazy making behavior on that anyway. Total narcissist. You know, I mean, you you have that happen, and you're watching it, and it drives you nuts. So. Absolutely. I'm sorry to keep talking over you. I, I know that's not really a conversation when that happens. I just, I get a little excited, but, um, oh man, like Dwayne, your, your channel, by the way, has helped me tremendously. There's really nobody talking about this and I don't care if it's 300 or 500 or even 50 people for those 50 people, you are a godsend. And, and that's what, that's what the, that's what technology is good for. It helps people with niche problems, find these issues and identify it. If it wasn't for technology, we wouldn't have all found each other because it's through the internet and through searching where you can discover these things. You know, we have algorithms and it's in a way we can look at the positive part of technology. And that's what, you know, we didn't have any of this awareness before there was YouTube. So like as, as much as we say YouTube sucks and we get mad at them and, you know, and yeah, Google has a lot of power. But it's, you know, the technology has really helped because I wouldn't have found you. And this, this channel has been a godsend. It really has. Like, you have no idea how much you've helped people like me. So, you know, thank you so much. Thank you. And happy birthday, by the way, buddy. <laughs> thanks. And thanks for saying that, man. Well, I appreciate you calling, Frank. I hope everything, uh, I hope you at least have a decent weekend, man. Thank you. I'll try. Well, <laughs> preparing for court still, but um, yeah. I'll try. <laughs> All right. So, you know, all of this is crazy making stuff makes you feel like you're going nuts. I know I, 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 it's weird because our stories are different. The context is all, I mean, the specifics are all different, but then you look at the, it's like, but in the bigger picture, it's all the same. I mean, everything he was talking about, I felt going through my situation. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't understand how people didn't see it. When the smear campaign was, was under full force, it, it, it just was crazy. And then you get paranoid. And you feel like, okay, you got you know, you to watch everybody. You can't trust everybody. I mean, because like, even use the scenario that he was talking about with the nanny should be you know, like the mediator was saying, oh, you know, this is a good thing. You know, I mean, you should say, why wouldn't you take it? Then that's what they're able I, I see some people saying, uh, you know, they are professional manipulators. It's the number one skill they have. And it is. They're able to take a situation and spin it around to where it's a, it's a, it's a classic double bind. 
you say no to something, like in that situation, we'll just use the nanny thing as an example, and you look like, well, what's wrong with you? What, are you paranoid? And, I, and I'll tell you, you go, people in our situation, if you go to a therapist, and when they're doing their little intake, and they're asking questions, and they ask the question, well, do you think everyone's out to get you? And if you say yes, there's a little criteria in that little book of theirs that starts leading them down a different path. They don't necessarily, I mean, the good ones, which there aren't a lot of them, but the good ones will see it and go, okay, what, what's the root cause of this? You know, has this person always been this way or is it something new? And I mean, I, I, fortunately, I kind of realized that. So when that question came up and I'm like, you know, a lot of bad things are happening, but I don't think, I don't think the world is out to get me. You know, I don't understand what's happening with the ex. I don't understand how she's able to turn people. I didn't know about flying monkeys and stuff back then. I didn't, I'm like, I don't understand how I'm getting into this mode, but I don't feel like people are, you know, the world's against me. But here's the reality. At the time, I felt like the world was against me. I mean, I had my ex turned on me. I had, you know, people who were mutual acquaintance turn. Um, You know, I was having problems at work. I mean, it was like everything was turning into a pile of crap. Which rolls back into the conversation earlier this week about anxiety and uh, panic attacks, and it all feeds into that. And somebody else, somebody watching you externally, is going to think, "Oh my God, this person is out of control." And I mean, and in effect, we are out of control. We're being spun out of control by design. By design, that's what the, that's the whole purpose of all this is to ruin our own credibility, to undermine ourselves, to make it to where people won't believe you because you look unhinged. The the easiest way really to turn the tide on this, and it's not, okay, and it's not easy, but it would be to take those same traits and flip it back around. You know, be that charming person, be that manipulative person. And even if you can do it for a little bit, And they get, you know, if you have your adversary who's, you know, up here on Mount High thinking everything is is spectacular and we're generally down here, well, you start playing their game and allowing them to effectively undermine themselves most of the time, not always, depending on how, how good they are at this, most of the time they start losing their mind because they're like, wait a minute, why are people not believing me, you know? You know, this guy, I mean, I know when I push the button, when I go boop, push the button, the reaction is this, this is what they're supposed to do, but you do this. Now, what I'll also mention or remind everybody is when they do that, oftentimes what'll happen is they'll push the button, they'll go boop, like I just said, they'll push the button, they'll expect you to follow the script that you've done 9 million times before, and when you don't, they still act as if you did. I've seen that. I've seen that in my own situation. I've seen it countless in other people where they turn around and they, they do that. They don't take the bait. They realize what the person is trying to get them to do and, and then do something different. They will still follow their script on what they expected you to do. Now, and, and sometimes what happens is, is people don't even see it. They don't recognize what you did or what your reactions were. So they just still assume you did the other thing. This is also rolls into an important part about this whenever you're dealing with your kids. Whenever they've been conditioned that you act a certain way because they lived with you, they've seen some of these things, and then they're being manipulated about, oh, how it's so sad that, you know, when your dad is tired, or not tired, they won't give an excuse, you know, it's just so sad that your dad just doesn't understand you. It's just, I, I, 
I remember having a conversation with my ex. This was on the phone, one of the last few times that we actually would would talk. And that's what I got from her. It was just like, it was, it's just so sad. All I ever wanted was you and you and our son to have a good conversation. That was all I ever wanted. And I'm like, knock it off. You know, you are the only person saying this. The therapist, the psychologist, the psychiatrist, because the kids also were seeing psychiatrists, which is annoying, but whatever, all think you're full of crap. What? 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 I'm like, knock it off. You're the only one saying it. You're trying to drill this into your kid's head that he and I have a problem. Stop it. Oh, 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 oh. You know, I mean, it's it's just, and that's what they do. They plant these stories and they're just like, I mean, and who would, you know, who would not listen to a woman saying that? And, and this is the hard part about this, right? Because there's people on this show right now who are experiencing this on the other side. You have men on here who are dying for a relationship with their kids. And then you have women who are like on here going, God, I wish my my ex would give a... Well, I'm not going to use her name, but the person who called in last week, you know, where they're... Their kid, uh, they had to send their kid from the west or the east coast to the to the west coast because their ex was was playing a game, threatening. Well, I'm going to say you're kidnapping the kid because you're not letting me have my visitation. You know, so so you got a person like her who's like, can this guy just give a damn? And they don't. You know, I mean, and and then the problem is, is on the flip side, you see someone else. You see, a, a, like in my situation, it's somebody who runs in my ex and she's sitting there and she's like, oh, I just, I just, all I ever wanted was, was, you know, my, my kids to have a good relationship with their dad. I, I've tried so hard for him to, to be in their lives. And, and he's just such a narcissistic, you know, a-hole. Why, why would someone not believe that unless they know me? I mean, and and that's the problem with it. And most people aren't going to sit there, especially when someone's being vulnerable like that, and say, well, well, tell me more. Give me some more details. Well, what have you tried to do to help the relationship? Now, and and even if they had done that, like, well, the kids are in therapy and and I'm encouraging, you know, them to to talk. And I mean, he can talk to the therapist anytime. Is she going to say that that she's not even taking the kids to to therapy, that I'm, I'm doing it now? There was a time where she was doing it, but then she stopped. No, no, they control the story. Well, you know, I mean, so, you know, people wonder how, how, these, how these narcissistic people are able to recruit flying monkeys. It's because they're lying to them and they're playing a part and they're tugging on those emotional strings. They're, they're playing a game with people to try to get them to be on team, team narc, team psycho. And then you come in. And, and if you are frustrated because you have every right to be frustrated and you start explaining it in that frustrated mode, you know what happens? You look like you're the unhinged one. You look like the person who's out of touch with reality. It's like you have to come in and even do it the same way and go, you know, I was really hoping for, for, for us to be able to co-parent the kids. I mean, we've tried so many different things. We, we use, you know, we, I've tried to use our family wizard, our talking parents, if you guys aren't familiar, those are online tools that are accepted by the most courts for this. And I mean, and that's what you have to do. You have to do it in a calm, 
way. It's like you have to put on your performance. And that's really hard to do whenever you're being basically hit by a bat all the time. And, and, but, but you have to remain calm. But the, but the reality is if you're able to do that, if you're able to flip the script on that, most of the time they lose their mind and, and they start showing their true colors. You know, and I hope that channels like mine can, can give people that aha moment to understand what they're dealing with, to, 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 see, to see through, the, you know, to, to understand the game. I hate to call it a game, but it's a freaking game. And there's rules and there's techniques and there's, there's ways it's done. And if you don't, if you don't learn what you're dealing with and you don't modify your approach, you're going to lose. If we, if you've never played chess before in your life and you sit down with me and I don't tell you the rules, I only tell you the rules whenever you like, you grab the piece and you move and I go, Oh no, you can't that. No, you can't move that piece like that. What? Now it, it only goes, you know, it can only go forward. Oh, oh, okay. And the next piece, you move, move the bishop and you move it forward. Oh, no, you can't do that. It only goes sideways. What? You know, I mean, it's one of those things where you, you, you don't know the rules. So you're being undermined at, at the same time. I mean, can you win? Yeah, you can, depending on, depending on how good or how bad the person is. Not I mean by, by person as in like, you know, the type of person they are, but their skill level, you know, hopefully you can get to the point where you're playing checkers and the other person is playing, or you're playing chess and the other person is playing checkers. It's just, it's a frustrating, it's a frustrating situation, but you have to figure out what you're dealing with. You have to believe what you're dealing with, right? I mean, like take, take that caller. I mean, what he needs to do is he needs to basically latch on to absolute thinking and say, okay, the X is a diabolical, narcissistic, NPD, probably dark triad person. What are the traits? Look at them and go, and what will happen is you'll look at the traits and you'll go, holy hell, you know, I'm in deep crap. Because a person like that will spare nothing to destroy you. But when you understand it, you can start to predict what they're going to do. You can start to understand how they're going to play the game. Most of us have had that that experience to where we've already we've already gone down the path where we tried to tell our story and people looked at us like we lost our mind. So you know that already. So you have to adjust your approach. You can't you can't communicate it in the same way. If you if you go back to that uh, video I did with uh, Cordell and Cordell. It's the same, what he talked about on how you deal with narcissistic people or, you know, MPD type issues, but you don't have a diagnosis and you don't have the money to push it. You focus on the behaviors. You say, man, this is the situation I'm dealing with. And you have to do it in a, in a, in a rational way. The problem is, is that you don't, it's like we have to be the, our own therapist, our own advocate, our own attorney, our own, and, and I mean, to then deal with everyone else. We have to measure ourselves, modify our communication to where it's the most effective. But then you take a narcissistic personality type person who grew up that way. That's their base skill. Effectively, they learn that from childhood trauma most of the time and had to figure out how to navigate 
the world and they figured out that the best way some people go down the people pleasing thing is like how do i make everyone happy how do how do i keep how do i keep mom or dad happy so i don't get beat or i don't get or so i mean not even so much even physical violence but so that so that i get emotional support so i don't get emotionally beat down cuz that's effect i mean that's damaging too personally i think emotional abuse is 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 almost worse than or maybe is worse than physical abuse because you can't see it you know a parent beats you and breaks your arm and puts cigarettes out on you you can look at it and go that's wrong but when it's emotional and it's covert and it's it's cherry picking of times and and sometimes they give you love and sometimes they don't and you're trying to figure it out it's like the wounds are invisible it'd be the similar if someone you know finds a way to where they can beat you but they don't leave a mark and, and you go and you, oh, my, my, my parents beat me. And then you look at it and, and people are like, well, there's no marks. There's no, I mean, this person's saying that, but where's the evidence, you know? And it's like, well, you know, I was just at the parent-teacher thing the other day and, you know, your parents look great, right? Drives you crazy. John says they take their childhood trauma and imprint it on their kids with recreating their childhood in present. Major psychopath here. Yeah. I don't know. You guys are probably talking about something else in the comments, but you know, the thing is, it's like, how do you go from the edge of the cliff and come back? That's what this channel is about. That's what we're trying to accomplish here is to give you guys the knowledge and the background so that you can effectively navigate this in the best you can. Does that mean everything's going to be successful? No. These are crappy situations. I mean, I made the best of my situation, but it's a crappy situation. The base case scenario would have been for the kids to, for me to have full custody, the mom to have limited custody, limited interaction to limit the damage. All of my kids have issues as a result of this nightmare that are following them into life. I'm I'm hopeful still that they all will be able to learn from this and not repeat the same mistakes. But it's it's a messed up situation. When children have to compete for a parent's attention to play games and can't be themselves. Or worse, they, they lash out and they try to do other things just to get someone to recognize them so that they feel loved. They feel like they're, they're, they're finally accepted. It's a mess. I mean, and, and those wounds follow you into adulthood. The best we can do is be the, the solid foundation for them Give them an, an alternate uh, view or possibility in life. If we were still in these messes, then they would still think this is normal. When you're out, then, then hopefully we can demonstrate, hey, there's another way. But it's tough because if you get gaslighted, gaslit, and forced to make, or not forced to make, but you end up making decisions that don't help, then it just keeps everything going. 
So we have one other call. I'm going to grab this other caller. It says, I'm just a dude with a toxic relationship that keeps on coming back. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, Dwayne. Thanks for giving this uh, platform uh, to people that need to talk some of this stuff out. Absolutely. We are running low on time, so you got you only got a you got it back like maybe five or six minutes now, like four four or five minutes. So just, sorry to put you up right, on a hard. So break. Let me get let me get right right. That's okay. Let's get right to this. Uh, so I have what I think is a narcissist ex spouse. The divorce is lasting forever. The process has lasted eighteen months. I have a two year old and a four year old, um, and it's. Every video that you've talked about, the anxiety, the depression, uh, the tactics have been spot on. Um, but just recently, uh, I've been sick with what I hope is not COVID. I'm waiting on my results. Uh, and she's turned on the charm and really told me how uh, all she wants is for a family to be together and our children to have a father present. Uh, and she's just tugging at those heartstrings like she knows how to do. Um, and I confronted her. Uh, because her goal was to get back in the house, do what she's going to do in the house. Uh, and I confronted her, and she got really nasty, and it just evolved into name-calling and everything that they do when they don't get what they want. Right. So I come to you because your children are grown, or right? They're never grown. Uh, so you probably can tell me what I can expect for the next 10 to 15 um, and how to stay stronger when they keep coming back. When, when the kids come back or when the ex comes back? No, well, the ex comes back, you know, dangling the kids as a, uh, as a carrot. Well, you're, I mean, honestly, I hate to say this, but your best bet probably is to let her keep thinking that that's a possibility, but don't ever let it happen. I mean, if, if you're con- even considering it, then you need to look at actions and words. I mean, it sounds like you already are doing it, and she has to demonstrate that there's a difference. And the, but the problem is, is that if you allow it back in and it devolve, I mean, and more than likely it's going to devolve right back into what it was. And it's another, it's another crap show. And, and a lot of times what I've seen, even in, in people I've known personally in these situations, what happens is they, they tug on those strings. You say, yes, they come back. And what it is, is they realize that they screwed up and their execution plan on the original escape wasn't, wasn't as well thought out as they thought and they weren't in as good a position. So they come back, kick you out of the house and then do this, do the exact same thing. You know, the problem is, is when people show their colors, that's, it's who they are. I mean, that's like in my situation. I mean, and I, and I struggled with this early on as well, because there was a period of time where I wanted, like you said, I wanted the relationship to, to come back I wanted the family to come back. I wanted, I wanted all of that. But when I looked at what she was willing to do, what she was willing to say, in my mind, I'm like, how can I ever trust somebody who would basically make up lies and just try to destroy me with allegations? What the hell would they do the next time? And, and it was a hard, I mean, it was like, you're talking like, you know, me. Dude, wow. dude, we're all the same. Exactly what would happen. Yeah. And I mean, and it's a tough one because, you, you know, you don't, well, the, the reality is you don't like living this, this crap life that you're living right now, what you're going through. This sucks, right? It completely sucks. You're dealing with all this stuff and you just kind of want that illusion to go back. 
It's kind of like if you've ever watched The Matrix and there was Cypher who got out of The Matrix and he's like, oh my God, this sucks. I want back in. Just plug me back in. Just let me forget that I know what I know. Let's just go back to the illusion. And well, you saw what happened to him. If you watched the movie, it didn't work out so well for him. And it's not going to work so out so well for us. Your, your best bet. Now, I've know, I know a couple of people who've been able to, I mean, had really toxic, narcissistic ex-wives that were trying to just crush them, who were able to effectively learn about what they, what they are and be emotionally disconnect, disconnected enough to be able to play to their weaknesses and uh, not push the buttons that are going to blow things up. And I can't, I couldn't do it, right? I was talking to a guy the other day. Actually, this is the person I went and I, I stayed with for uh, a couple of days when I was doing my Yosemite, my Yosemite thing. And, you know, he's like, hey, you know, I do things like, uh, I'm like, hey, you're a good mom. And I'm like, there's no way in hell I would say that to mine. Because I, it's like, it just, it's like, I feel so, and, and this goes back to what I was talking about with the, the, the trigger points before is, I mean, okay, so that's something I still need to work on. It's like, no, I feel so frustrated and irritated about what's going on for me to lie and say, hey, X, you know, the kids are really lucky they have you because I don't believe it, right? But what he's right. doing is he's, he's giving her a carrot. He's playing the game. You know, she's in another relationship. Every once in a while, she's like, hey, we should get back together. And he's thinking, seriously, you're in a relationship, you're living with someone else. Why would you, you know, and he's, and he'll, instead of saying no way, no chance in hell, he, and that's what I was talking about earlier. You know, if you can make it to where it seems like it's a possibility just to save peace, just so you can get to the, I mean, cause you got 16 years until the kids are 18, yeah. you know, and try to make the most peace in your life and for your kid's life. And then hopefully what'll happen is it'll be stable enough where they can see, wow, dad's got his shit together. You know, the other house is chaotic and I don't like chaos. Some kids will, right? I mean, I have my, my, one of my kids is firmly into team mom and not to the point that we're completely alienated or anything like that. I mean, she still texts me and I'll probably see her today, but the reality is, is that she gravitates more towards and likes chaos. I don't like chaos. My other kids don't like chaos. So so you showed chaos, you showed structure in the home, and, and she's the vert to it. So she just more naturally goes to that side more. Right? And yeah. The other one. The how other. Do you deal with that. She's nineteen years old. I did my job. I did everything I could to help her. Okay. And I'll continue to try to help her, yeah. but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, I, and it's not even like I'm saying you can't come to the house. She's welcome to come here anytime, but she doesn't even come over anymore. What I've noticed is, is that it's it's a. Well, cool, right. Oh yeah, of course. Well, and the problem is, is I don't play the game. I won't give her that golden child attention like uh, she's expecting. Is there any advice that you could give me? Because uh, I'm not very, very young. I mean, I got the whole road ahead of me. Uh, throughout those very four, four years, from like now to like nine. Um, I, I would really love to, but we're we are coming up. Butt. We're coming up on a hard break. Oh, I basically God. have twenty seconds. So, hey. uh, call me back and we can continue this. You. All right. Have a good day. All right, man. Bye-bye. Man, that flew back. Talk about running up at the end. I hope you guys have a great day. If you want to participate, uh, look at the links below, and I'll catch you on the next one.